Hey, and welcome to Sweet Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com. Sweet Talk is a podcast in which I get to share with you my thoughts about the critically acclaimed drama, Queen Sugar. This episode covers season four, episode eight, and I'm so excited to jump right in because baby, let me tell you, there is so much going on. This episode was like, bananas bonkers i thought that the last episode was crazy but no we're definitely hitting that peak in the season where everything's just going haywire and of course they're probably gonna have to bring us in for a landing very soon so i'm excited to talk about my top three moments from the show and we're gonna kick it off with number three so as I was saying, a lot of things happened in this episode and they all centered around the mill, Queen Sugar Mill catching on fire. We're gonna get to that a little bit later, but one of the things that I thought was really um, a big moment for this episode was the fact that Darla is having to come to grips with the fact that Ralph Angel has moved on. And like I've been saying for the past few episodes, she's really been dealing a lot with um, potentially losing control. I mean, she's been sad. I mean, on top of the fact that the book came out and all of her business is in the street, people are looking at her crazy. She's got the situation with Blue. People know that Ralph Angel is not Blue's biological father. But on top of that now, she doesn't have Ralph Angel really to cling to in the same way as she did before. Now, if you remember, Ralph Angel's re-entry program is kind of in flux right now. He had to go before a committee to decide whether or not they were going to allow him to continue. And Disa was there to help him. I mean, she's been right there by his side. And so they were reviewing some information about this meeting that they had with the committee and Darla shows up because she's been concerned about Ralph Angel because of course the mill was on fire. And when she arrives at Ralph Angel's home, she gets to meet Disa and it, it was very awkward. I fell for my girl, Darla. I really did. I felt it like right here. I was like, ooh, ah, ee, ay. Because Disa knew exactly who she was, but Darla had no clue about Disa, yikes. It was kind of one of those situations like when you're watching um, an accident getting ready to happen in slow motion, the whole time I was seeing it coming and I was like, ah, mm, no. <laughs> but Darla is having to come to terms with the fact that Ralph Angel has moved on. Now, of course, she's tried to move on as well. I mean, she went to meet up with her boo and unfortunately, she kind of like pushed him to the side. He was trying to encourage her to call her sponsor. And Darla is hell bent on saying, no, I'm good. I'm strong. I don't need anybody's help. I'm good. I don't need to call my sponsor. I'm strong. Listen, addiction is nothing to play with. And I know that Darla knows that, but I think she also thinks that she's beat it, that she's bigger than it that she's better than it, and that she wouldn't fall into the trap that she fell into before. She really doesn't see the situation that she's dealing with as that big of a problem, and so unfortunately, 
she tries to lean on other people. It's like she doesn't really want to confront the fact that she's still an addict and she still might need some help getting through the situations that she's getting through. I mean, for anybody, what she's facing would be a challenge, even for someone like me who doesn't have a history of addiction. I would be challenged if, you know, I used to be a prostitute and people found out about it and I've been living my best life and my whole work community is talking about me and laughing at me behind my back. On top of the fact that everybody in the entire world, including my son, found out that my son's father is not his biological father. And then on top of my son's father not being his biological father, my son's father has now moved on to be with somebody else and I didn't even know about it. That would get me. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I'd really have to go into some deep prayer. I really would, but Darla is really pushing that edge and I'm really concerned about her. And I think that everybody should be concerned about her. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but I do know that it's a looking a little sketchy for her. So that's definitely something that we should continue to watch going in to the next few episodes. So the second biggest moment of this episode came when Nova decided to return to St. Joe's. And look, I'm not really sure what she was expecting when she came back, but I will say, I don't know why she thought people were gonna roll out a big banner that said, welcome home, Nova. Um, we're so excited for you. Congratulations on the success of your book, any of that. People are not feeling her. Like she's been on everybody's bad side. And so when she got back, the first thing she did, of course, was go to try to get close to Charlie because the mill had burned down. That's why she came back and I don't know if she thought that she was just gonna be able to run up and console Charlie. No, Charlie was like, who are you? Like, why are you here? This situation of trauma is not gonna keep me <laughs> from remembering the fact that you betrayed me. And so of course Nova's dejected by that and she goes to Vi's prize pies. She's thinking that she's gonna run into Aunt Vi, but no, she actually ran into Prosper. And Prosper wound up telling her what actually happened about that story that's in her book where she thought that she saw her father potentially burying some white guys that had tried to assault her. Turns out that those guys had come to the farm that night to try to do something to Nova, but that Ernest put the paws on them, beat them down, but had it not been for Nova's mom, Trudy, singing to Ralph Angel, who had woken up from his sleep, Ernest probably would have killed him, but, but he did it. The singing kept him from beating the guy to his death, right? Prosper said when Ernest heard his wife's voice, he stopped and helped the guy, even drove the guy to the hospital so that he could get some care because he put the paws on him. And what Nova saw him burying were his emotions and the bloody clothes that you know he had beat the guy down with. So that's a lot of revelation for Nova to understand. And I think that's one thing that she is kind of starting to get. Like there are things that she thinks that she knows that she really doesn't know. There's 
a limited understanding that she has of pretty much all the situations that she put on blast in the book, except her own. And so it was another awakening that she had. And of course, she's still feeling alone. You know, she came back home and nobody really messes with her. Ralph Angel's not talking to her. Charlie's not talking to her. Uh, Vi won't even see her. So what does she do? She calls Calvin. And Calvin actually shows up. And unfortunately, Micah winds up at the house when Calvin is there and asks his Aunt Nova, hey, Aunt Nova, like, is this the cop? And if this is the cop, has he ever seen or witnessed anybody, any one of his police brothers unjustly beating black men or abusing black men? Nova didn't really know the answer. She knew within her heart that he had never committed any acts like that, but she wasn't really sure if he had watched something like that happen. And so what did she do? She asked him, had he ever actually done it himself? Of course he said no, but did he ever turn his eye when one of his police brothers did something like that? He said, yeah. And so again, she's confronted with this dichotomy that she has She's a revolutionary who's in love with someone who used to be or could still be considered an oppressor. So it'll be interesting to see how Nova maneuvers around this situation as she's now back in St. Joe. And I wanna know if people are gonna receive her. I mean, you can't stay mad at your family forever. I mean, you can, but I don't necessarily know if what she did is completely unforgivable. It's gonna take some time to heal for sure, but I'm just looking forward to a time when they can all come back together because baby, this has been taxing. This season has been stressful on your girl. I just don't know. So of course the biggest moment in this episode was the fact that the mill was burning down. Now, Charlie, has never been the type to really become unraveled. Even in situations of high pressure, you can tell by the way she carries herself. And I think that the, the wardrobe stylists and the casting directors do a great job of this. And the actress herself does a phenomenal job of portraying Charlie as someone who stays buttoned up, even in high times of stress. In this situation, Charlie becomes completely unraveled. As a matter of fact, she had Ralph Angel drive her over to Francis Boudreaux's house and she ran up in there. She was just like, hey, um, I know what you did, sis. And Francis was like, hey, I didn't burn your mill down. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. I'm so sorry to hear about this. But Charlie continued to press her and when I tell you that the racist jumped out, Francis was like calling her a mulatto girl and telling her to stay in her place and talking about how she loves sugar because it's pure white. And I was like, yo, like I knew it was there, but it's always, it's always a challenge when people really show their true selves, even though, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing will always rear its head. It was just, um, it hurt my feelings, but Charlie had to check her. I mean, she didn't let it go unnoticed. She said what she had to say and she walked out. And of course, 
Charlie being Charlie, she had Ralph Angel record the conversation. She was trying to find ways to fix it and she just couldn't fix it. On top of all of that, somehow a news story got leaked and her boo Romero came over to her house and asked her about those two workers that wound up dying in the hurricane. The newspaper printed the story and said it was at the Bordelon farm that they died. And so he came to her and he said, hey, um, is this true? Was it your farm where these migrant workers died? And she had to tell him the truth. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was my farm. Now she had a previous opportunity to tell him that this was actually the case and she decided to omit that fact. And so now Charlie's world is kind of like crumbling around her. She's got man problems. Micah is also being a little iffy still. And then on top of that, her livelihood, her mill is up in smoke, literally. And so Charlie's hair is all over the place. She's hyperventilating and all she can really do is sit with the thoughts. Now, I don't know how this, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to wind up because on top of the fact that it affects the Bordelon family, the mill burning down also affects all of those African-American farmers who actually mill their cane with her. They kind of were like, hey, you know, we took a chance on you, Charlie. You told us that we could, you know, trust you. And here you are with this Landry foolery uh, yet again. What are we supposed to do now? Stressors, just stressors hitting Charlie left and right. And I don't know how she's really going to come out of it. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about how she's supposed to come out of this situation. Tell me in the comments. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Sweet Talk. I am your host, Andrea Brown. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been season four, episode eight. And man, we are careening to the close of this season. And I am excited about how the season is going to end up. I'd love for you guys to tell me what you think about what's happening in the show. I mean, there's so many storylines colliding. I'm most interested to hear your thoughts about Darla. Do you think that she's going to relapse? Do we think that she's going to be even more upset with Ralph Angel about his relationship with Disa? I mean, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen? And then Man, how do you feel about the Queen Sugar Mill, which is like a central piece of this whole entire show burning to the ground? It's gotta be a lot for Charlie. And how is this gonna affect Charlie and her run for office? Tell me what you guys think. Again, I appreciate your support. If you are listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or any other podcast platform, thank you so much. Make sure you rate and subscribe. If you are on YouTube watching me, I hope that I look okay today. <laughs> but I appreciate your comments. And I would love for you to subscribe to the channel so you can get notifications when I post. Again, I'm Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com and I will see you 
next week.